Hey, Chrissy here. I am a landscape architect and the owner of Kismet Design. I am a very process-driven designer, and I love sharing what I do and how I do it with anyone who's interested. Reaching your true potential and achieving your own personal goals will not happen by chance. You have to set your intentions, make a plan, and do the work. Thank you for joining me to nerd out on design. Don't forget to subscribe and to share too. Let's create something great together. Defining your ideal client can be more difficult than it sounds. Maybe like selecting the perfect plant. There are great ones and there are favorites, but no plant is perfect for every situation. It is all a matter of perspective for sure. No one, as is nothing in life, perfect. Defining an ideal client is more of defining an ideal range and criteria that may look more like a target or even a bubble diagram. There are exceptions and there are amazing clients that don't always fit the mold, but having an ideal vision will keep you from working with clients that are definitely not a good fit. How I came to define my ideal client was, believe it or not, also an exercise in defining who my ideal client was not and setting parameters and boundaries around those criteria as well. Some of those boundaries are soft, but some are very solid. Each with an understanding of what criteria may make them budge a bit. Now, that target I had imagined in my head is maybe more of an abstract piece of art. If the target I create is abstract, I want it to have some definition and some feeling behind it. It definitely needs to be something with a flow that feels exciting, like a Van Gogh rather than something like Salvador Dali that feels confusing with a sense of unease. Now we've gotten really off topic. Back to ideal clients. I started by listing out all of my favorite past projects, then listed carefully what about those projects and those clients made that project stick out as a favorite or what made it enjoyable. Some of the things that came up were things like creative freedom, trust, unique style or elements, decisiveness, budget, location that didn't require a lot of driving or sitting in traffic the ease in working with the contractor on the installation, the gratitude of the client when everything was done or even throughout the process, ongoing interactions with the client, and so many more. Then I looked also at the most challenging projects and clients and did the same. We have all had projects that didn't go well or clients that just didn't feel like a good fit or that you really had trouble communicating with. I know you can think of one or two right now. Beyond that, what didn't go well, I had to ask myself why those clients weren't a good fit and what I could have done or should have done differently. Sometimes those projects that didn't go exactly as planned were completely out of everyone's control. You can never plan for everything. Sometimes it was a matter of me not doing a great job at setting expectations. Sometimes it was just a matter of differences or a project that just wasn't really up to what I was looking to do. 
working with a designer is a very personal experience. And I think personality is really important. Some of what I found when analyzing projects that weren't a good fit came down to personality types. The same goes for contractors. I work with a pretty small, close-knit group of contractors, but I've worked with many over my career. Having a mutual understanding of expectations and a shared sense of service to the client and level of quality expected are not just nice-to-haves, but a must-have, if you ask me. These same exercises can be used to narrow down your contract pool as well, not just your clients. Now that I had my list of preferences and aversions, I could then use my business goals as a lens to further clarify what those parameters actually looked like. I also ranked some of the boundaries and criteria by importance. Some parameters like not working on weekends are non-negotiable to me. Clients who can only meet on nights and weekends are not a good fit for me because I strictly reserve that time for my family. Style, on the other hand, is probably one of my most mushy boundaries of them all. I do not have a strict style that I like to work within. However, I do have my strengths. But working on projects well within my strengths and comfort zone is where I can be the most efficient, but I love to push myself and work on things that challenge me so I don't want to live in this comfort zone. Over time, the more I push myself, I have drastically widened that strength zone and wouldn't have if I never allowed myself to be challenged. Before we jump to why all of this is important, I think it goes without saying, but I feel like I should say it anyways. Keeping in mind what season you're in. You will have much more ability to define and be picky about who you work with, when and how, and on what projects. If you're a seasoned business owner, and if you have an established business and a steady flow of clients, if you're starting out, you don't always have that ability. It's important to keep that in mind and to know what to look out for in what you want and what you don't want, and to be picky when you can be, but also be mindful that when you're starting out, not every client will will be your ideal client and they will likely be sometimes far from it, but trying to, trying to really hone your efforts in marketing to clients, in directing clients to your website, to your offerings, really trying to target who your ideal client is, even if you're not quite there yet. Why is defining your ideal client important? Well, it all circles back to intentionally creating a business that you love. If you work on projects and with clients that inspire and invigorate you, it will make work so much more enjoyable. I also find that when I'm in that sweet spot, I am more creative and more efficient and workflow feels much smoother and I accomplish tasks with ease. Those that aren't a good fit, can be draining and can take up valuable time in research, communication, revisions, you name it. That is all time that could be better spent on clients that will feed your goals and ambitions or time that could be dedicated towards building your business. 
Remember though, that there is a range. Not every client will be the perfect combination of your ideals you have set. Just as as not every project will be the cover of your portfolio. Over time, as you hone in on marketing and attracting more of your ideal client, the closer to that target you will be able to achieve. Being selective about what you work on and who you work with is an exercise in self-love. It will also help you reach your goals faster and enjoy the process of getting there more. Personally, I am much more interested in the process and the journey than the end goal. Maybe that's because I reach my goals. I have already defined a new one to strive for. Keeping the end in mind and knowing the goal you want to achieve will also help you in narrowing your focus on finding your ideal client that will get you there. Each business decision you make needs to be informed and with intention. Setting goals and planning out the steps to get you there are all part of the process. But you've got to be flexible because you can't plan for everything. But the more diligent you can be, the faster you will get there and the more you will enjoy it and amaze yourself in the process. To wrap up, I want to thank you for your time. I hope the ideas discussed today have left you feeling excited and energized. As I build both my business and my life, I value the support and feedback you provide. I would love for you to reach out to me to let me know what you think, give me ideas, or just to connect. Please don't forget to subscribe and also share with a friend. Until next time, go create something wonderful.